this is the Right Guys Podcast with your host, who has really great hair, Max Wire, and the guy with the voice that makes everybody feel like they suck. That's some stuff. Josh Hammerling, and now your host, Max McGuire. And Josh. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> Welcome Let's back to another one. episode. Live read. Live read. Uh, Price is right. Made style. up read. <laughs> I know, yeah. Just Live read. Made up. Like the Price is Right host. Well, welcome right. back, everyone. Right. This is uh, episode two of the Right Guys podcast. As Josh said, my name is Max McGuire, and I'm Josh Hamling. Welcome to another one. Hey, it's hard. Like it's weird being on the other, like this side of the glass with you now because I have to say things. I used to just yeah. sit there and nod my head most of the time. Like, yeah, or the thumbs up. Uh, oh, you playing with music? <laughs> well, it was still playing, so I was trying to turn it off. Oh. Um, a little bit, a little bit of growing pains, but we are back, and lots have happened. It, it's interesting, Josh, because we're this is a weekly show. It is. Um, we have ambitions to grow it, so if you like the show, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow, and make sure you check all those links in the description. Um, it's hard to pick show topics because you got to be fresh enough to do a, a weekly show, but you also need a little bit of advanced warning to be able to research stuff, right? So it's interesting. We were talking about topics over the weekend, what we should do. And then Tucker Carlson has this, these sit downs with these candidates. And I, I send you all the links like, Oh my God, all of their campaigns are done. And then after that, we learned that Jack Smith, the uh, special counsel that Biden has appointed to go after his competitor, Donald Trump, has sent Trump a letter informing them that he is a target of an investigation. He's the target of the DOJ's January 6th investigation, which is hogwash. As you remember, as we all remember, Uh Donald Trump stood at that podium and he told people to protest peacefully, to go march peacefully. It, It cannot be a crime to exercise your First Amendment right, which is what he was doing. He's sure he's the president, but he's sitting at a rally, giving a speech, telling people to protest peacefully. The First Amendment exists to make sure that the federal government cannot prosecute their political adversary yeah. for engaging in that kind of speech. Absolutely. And I mean, when we were sitting there, uh, when we were first talking about that stuff, you said uh, insurrection will be the chart. Like they're going to find a way to make this thing last and last they are. and last and last. And at the time I was kind of like, there's no way they would do that. that. That would be like a really cheap political game. But we know that cheap political games is what they do. Right. And it is. suddenly you're, I told you so moment. And I hate to say that because, you know, somebody else used that for a long time, but you had a real big, I told you so moment in this. Right. And <laughs> we're sitting there over text. Yeah. I'm like, Holy crap. I mean, it's like well, coming back. Yeah, so th- this is why I think they're going after Trump this way. This is Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and it states that no person shall be a senator or representative of Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. So, package in a nutshell, if someone is convicted of a crime that a court determines was a crime that they was they were engaged in in the furtherance of an insurrection or rebellion against the country or a crime associated with giving aid or comfort to the enemy they are barred from holding office unless a supermajority a two-thirds supermajority of congress yeah. votes to overturn that court's determination and waive that disability first thing i'd say is it sounds like an easy way to take someone out of an election is to charge with a trumped up crime. Yeah. Like that use of words. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, you know, we could never say things like the election was stolen. Remember people used to kick us off of things for that. Well, that's why, that's why we're not on YouTube. We can say right. whatever we, we can't want. say <laughs> that, that election was stolen. Right. But you, you can't, it's really easy to steal an election from somebody. If you just remove their ability to run for office. Yeah. Yeah. And we heard today that Joe, Biden has announced that his campaign headquarters, where do you think it's going to be? 
Delaware, New Hampshire, um, uh, South Carolina. Uh, I don't know. His house. Oh, his house. Oh, he He's campaigning out of his house. Come on. No, that, that's do that. That's an elementary question. Everyone knows that. He doesn't leave his house, Josh. He's going to go in the basement. No, he's he's going to be there forever. No. Remember when you, there was the green screen video? He gets out. His, <laughs> I remember that. Where just the background started moving. Right. Um, right. Which was funny because I, if I remember that video correctly, they pretended that he was upstairs in his house, but the green screen was downstairs in his house. So for the background to move, that basically said he didn't want to go upstairs. Um, <laughs> but no, it, they released a statement. He didn't release a statement because we all know he has, no, he has he nap does. time. His campaign handlers released a statement saying that Biden, because of his drumroll family values, he'll be, he'll be running his campaign out of his house in Delaware because of his family values. I don't know right. what that means. Um, he might have read it. He might have written it. It's entirely possible. So what family value? Like, not staying, like you don't want to be away from your wife for too long? I mean, she's the first lady. She could go with them. So, I mean, that Let's would be see if fine. I can pull what it about, up. What about like the maybe it's the grandkids? Maybe he wants the grandkids there for that. All the the grandkids. N minus one. Yeah, whichever. However, many there are now. <laughs> N minus one. Um, I always joke with my wife that if I'm ever going to get a tattoo, it's going to yeah. be N plus one, where N is the number of chores I do, and N plus one is the number of chores it takes to make her happy. Um, Biden. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Biden, N is the number of grandchildren he has, but N minus one is the number of grandchildren he says he has. Um, wow, dude, that's like the gauntlet yeah. throne. Yeah, I've never had a tattoo, but if I ever get one, it'll just be N plus one, and I'll just yeah. show it to my wife. I'll get right here, just show it to right. her. What's it going to take? She's mad at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have this. Let me uh, go to the double screen. Biden re-election campaign HQ will be based in Delaware. And See, this that was like... This is the statement. I want to make sure I don't get it wrong. Yeah. And it's funny that someone's serving me salt advertisements. Um, my family values, my eternal optimism, and my unwavering belief in the American middle class as our nation's backbone comes from my home, from Delaware. That's why there is no better place for our re-election campaign to have its headquarters. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll have it in the garage right next to the Corvette where all the classified documents were stored. Uh, maybe maybe that's what that's what got him to do that is the family values. Yeah, uh, I I'm not sure what to think there other than that he's paying somebody for marketing and it's working as long as the media goes along with that one. Well, I mean, that would... you think about it, why would he need to campaign? I, I, it, well, he's the incumbent, so usually it's easier, but you still have to get on the road. Yeah. You, yeah, don't you, you don't have to campaign. You don't have to campaign if you control the voting infrastructure, and you don't have to campaign if your justice department throws your your uh, opponent in prison or simply convicts him or charges him with a crime that disqualifies him from holding public office. office. You don't have to yeah. campaign because was he going to go up against DeSantis? No, he wouldn't even try. They were like the for what debates would exist. I mean, they'd have a bunch. I think DeSantis could mop the floor with them. Oh, of DeSantis, course. DeSantis is smart. Yeah. Right cookie there. I, I you know, after seeing Joe Biden with a lot of uh, world leaders lately, I mean, I don't think he could get out of bed on his own. I you mean, see him, you see him nibble that finished child. <laughs> I was like, what? This is like a really old Pac-Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. He just, no one liked it. He's super weak, man. Like everything about yeah. him, his physical look, the way he's carrying himself, the way he just drones on and stuff sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't think he can handle I, it. I, I just said something that I think that DeSantis would be able to mop the floor with Joe Biden in a debate. I think anyone who's in public life who is holds any office could mop the floor with Biden in a public debate. I think um, Chat GPT could. Yeah, probably, you know? I mean, probably, just, especially the Microsoft war one that like threatened nuclear war if you were mean to it. Um, I don't. I like DeSantis. I think he's done a lot of good things in Florida. It's not his time, and I think that's the most frustrating thing for Trump supporters who like Santas, genuinely like like DeSantis, and Trump endorsed him. Right? It's not his time, and he's forcing that. And it's not like he, if you remember in 2015, 
Ted Cruz refused to attack Donald Trump for he like did. 90% of the campaign. He did. And it wasn't until it was him, Rubio, and Trump left on stage that he said, okay, I actually have to attack him now. Sure. DeSantis came out the gate right away swinging, going after Trump, um, <laughs> trying to destroy him. And, and, and as much as I liked him, it was, su- it was such a, a terrible asshole move. Mm-hmm. To, for lack of a better word. And the only reason that DeSantis is in the race right now, I mean, you have it. Why don't you show your screen? You have the polling. Yeah. Um, the only reason that DeSantis is in this race at all is because he thinks that Donald Trump might be literally taken out of it, might be literally removed or thrown in prison. I mean, that's the only reason. You look at this, you look Very at this sure. graph, Donald Trump over 50%. DeSantis sitting around 20%. You don't yeah. win. You can't win with that. Right. And this is the live the live feed of it, right? This thing's been updating, I think, every four or five minutes. And like Trump, since... Does it really give us a date? I, I didn't Sc- zoom Scroll down a little bit. Scroll down a little bit. Yeah. It'll tell you the date. That, that is um, July of last year. Uh, this, this is the whole uh, year. No, this is just the last uh, January to February. But, so here's 2023. Yeah, but all the way to the left of that is is there. What I'm saying is, in in a year, DeSantis mm-hmm. hasn't has moved one percent. Right, he's not. <laughs> and Trump, you know, kind of takes a little dive down, but then comes back up, and he's still pulling strong. So yeah. if you take him out of the mix, and DeSantis, and this is where I've kind of pushed back a little bit, Max. What if it becomes his time? Is he prepared yeah. for it? Because are they going to get away with this? I mean, I feel like they're going to pull out all the stops and they might get away with it. And I'm, I'm worried about it, but tell me, please. Well, all right. It'll, it'll, it'll tear involved. the country. It'll tear the country apart. The issue is whether or not DeSantis is left standing because they take Trump out or something like that. He's said so many terrible things about Trump in the last couple of months. No Trump supporter is going to back him. Right. I mean, Trump supporters might have supported him in Florida, and if he wasn't running this campaign, if he came in in, in this God forbid scenario, came in reluctantly as the reluctant standard bearer, I think he'd get people behind him. But he's burned so many bridges right now. I, I don't see, I don't see how his brand could ever recover. I don't see how he could ever win. I, I know far too many Trump supporters who have told me that they will never vote for San- for DeSantis this year. Sure. They just yeah. won't do it. They won't do it. DeSantis statements, yeah. So it, it, it's frustrating because obviously he has the bona fides. He knows what he's talking about. He's done a good job in Florida. And and that makes me upset when I hear Trump like criticizing DeSantis for things he did in Florida. I'm like, come on, come on. We, we, we've all been watching this. We know he's been doing a good job. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it 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 sucks because obviously DeSantis has done a good job, but he he can't be doing this. He, right about April when he's been on the he's on the he's on the slide down, man. I mean, he's he's not pulling stronger; he's pulling weaker. Did you see the video of uh, of Trump at a Dairy Queen? I don't have it, but um, Trump went to a Dairy Queen. It was a madhouse. It was yeah. an absolute madhouse. It, it, people are reaching over, trying to grab stuff. Um, he's he's handing out free blizzards to everyone. Um, it was just like a week or so ago. DeSantis went yeah. to a Dairy Queen yesterday, the day before. He was like the only one there. <laughs> and there are a, a few people eating, but they weren't like rushing him. And he was just standing there. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he was just standing there and he almost looked like an employee. He almost looked like he was an employee. If you had ironed on a, uh, a Dairy Queen logo onto his little vest, he would have looked like. <laughs> well, he's a worker. He he, like he's a salesman at heart. He knows how to sell, man. I mean, you kind of saw that come out then, I'm guessing. I want to see this because anybody who's done that kind of retail or even food service like that, you're a salesperson, right? And at heart, he's always been a salesperson. So so I don't have the audio for this, but I just want to just show you just the uh, the side by side. See how Trump is just, it's a madhouse. People are, right. are reaching over each other, trying to grab stuff. Handing out blizzards. <laughs> and he's a salesman. Look at that, man. He just knows what people want. And then, and then here's DeSantis. 
There's nobody there. He's just staring at the camera. He's talking too. He's saying, just watch, just watch. There's no one. No one's reaching for him. No one's grabbing for him. Yeah, he just doesn't have the kind, like whatever Trump has done when he was president, man, he created this, this persona, right? That people have really wanted and they, they voted for it, right? And that's what they got in 2016. Yeah. 20-year-olds is around, they lose him and he spends the next four years just still campaigning, right? And building this persona. But I mean, how many people, there isn't a place that I haven't seen that he goes that isn't a madhouse that doesn't no, have no. I mean, 30,000 people. Did you see him at the uh, at the at the Waffle House? <laughs> it was a complete well, Waffle Houses are already madhouses. Madhouses anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I love the Waffle House. I love the Waffle House. Um, Waffle House, great place to you go there at like two a.m., three a.m. You're gonna see a fight. You're gonna see yeah. a fight at the yeah. Waffle House. It's also, amazing. if you go enough, you're gonna see someone cooking their own breakfast behind the bar. I've seen that twice. Where? Like, hold on. Where? No, no really. Really. No way, where, no where they, no. they didn't have they didn't have a cook. They didn't have a cook on duty. So someone was actually cooking their own eggs. And and this happens. This happens around the country, which is insane. Insane. Right. But but it happens from time to time that like they, they don't have a cook. They don't have a fry cook. Yeah. Um and people get up there and they cook their own stuff. I would um too. <laughs> but, anyway, but you, you look at that side by side between Trump and DeSantis, obviously a Derek Queen is not an ultimate test, right? That's not a bellwether no. test, but it, it, it does, it does tell you a lot. And yeah. just to see, I, I don't, I can't think of any other reason that DeSantis would still be in this race other than to, I'm sorry, That's okay. ring doorbell. Um, I, I can't think of any reason that DeSantis would still stay in this race other than to try and play spoiler. Yeah. Or, can he really think about a, a tap as vice president here? No, no. I mean, I mean, that play? Bef- I mean before would- this, before this, I, I thought it would be kind of funny to have them on the same ticket and have their, um, have their motto be make America, Florida, <laughs> but it, it would have to be like in all aspects, like alligators yeah. in every state's right. in every state. We need bath salts in every state, state right? Uh- <laughs> Hur- hurricanes in every state. Like, but make I thought make America Florida would be great, but then DeSantis comes out swinging. So I don't know what he really thinks. If he thinks he can take Trump down on his own, he's delusional. So he's if recently. He, sorry, I apologize. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say recently he's fired like a lot of his staff mm-hmm. on um, his side, like, and he started strong, twenty three ish million dollars yeah. that left with about eight, and he's let more than half of his own uh, publication staff go. It's like, I mean, he that's, got the, that's a sign, right? He got the Jeb Bush treatment. Yeah, he got the Jeb Bush treatment coming out the gate with a, a load, uh, a boatload of money, and just falters. Um, yeah. But what what I was saying was, I don't know what he expects, because if he thinks that he's going to actually be able to take Trump down and that his sound bites are going to be what causes Trump to lose, he's delusional. If he thinks that he can sit here and wait for the DOJ or the FBI to swoop in and take Trump out, and that he'll be able to be the standard bearer that way. He's also delusional because he's said and done so many things that he's angered Trump's base to the point where they'll never vote for him, right? He had to pick one or the other. Either he's going to take Trump out or he's going to hope that Trump gets taken out on his own. He's he's done neither. And I, I don't know why he's still in this race. I really don't. But I also don't well, know why anyone else. Now. He can't lose face. Yeah, he yeah. Can't. You, you've yeah. got to stay in there. I mean, you, you don't get into a presidential race and then just turn tail and run. Right. And then you can't look weak because yeah. the next time you show up, your opponent, that's the first thing your opponent's going to say. Oh, yeah. man, this guy's going to turn. He, he's a folder. He folds every time something gets hard and they'll go yeah. hard on him. Right. I, so, I can't imagine anyone dropping out before the first debate, dropping yeah. out before Iowa. What's the point of spending all this money if you're not even going to take it to Iowa? No. Um, after Iowa, that's when you start seeing them drop like flies. Anyone who comes in uh, worse than third or fourth place um, tend to tend to start dropping. But I'm, we just looked at DeSantis's numbers, right? Yeah. If you put that back up, the other candidates, the, the also-rans, right? You see all those little squiggly lines down there? They're basically yeah. all fighting for the, the, the crumbs, right? You got, what, Pence, Haley, uh, Scott. Ramaswamy, Elder. I, didn't even, I don't think Elder's running. I think he's just polling he, well. 
Uh, did he? I thought he announced, but I don't remember. Larry Elder? Yeah. Did, did he, he run last year? Uh, I would look no, at he that. Ran, he ran for California. Yeah. Oh, he did do that last year. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But, I mean, he's polling, but it's only one No, no, no. He did. He did. He did enter. Okay, yeah. I thought, so I, I he, thought he's he technically had, in but... it. He's technically in it. So, but, I don't know oh. what that's going to mean. Um, Scott, I mean, I like him as a candidate, right? I think he's got real potential, but he we're just, gonna, we're yeah. gonna play some of these clips. The the Tucker, you do that the, to me. <laughs> I knew you'd do that. Right, Josh, to me, Josh, Josh, I knew you would. Let, let's just get out there. Why do you like Tim Scott? <laughs> Why is Tim Scott man. good? Yeah. You know, that's all. He just he, he's actually pretty hardcore on some of his uh right wing or his. His conservative beliefs. Right? He, he's 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 right on a few issues. He's wrong on a few issues. Yeah. Um, what I I said a few months ago, I put on my Telegram that I uh, I'm not an all or nothing guy. I mean, there's there's some topics that are very clearly non-negotiable for me. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-gun, right? I, but when it comes to like the intricacies of the tax code, I'm I'm not going to just abandon one candidate because they like a flat tax versus yeah, a, a yeah. different kind of tax, right? I mean, th that's not like a deal breaker for me, but I do want lower tax rates, obviously. I follow the Ronald Reagan rule, which is if you agree with someone 80% of the time, they're not 20% your enemy, they're 80% your friend. Mm -hmm. And if, if someone can hit that 80% mark in my mind for me, that I agree with them 80% of the time, I'm comfortable with casting a ballot for them. Um... I'm comfortable. Now, Trump is already up there. So the only way that I would vote for anyone else would be for him to say something terrible that would just completely turn me off or for him to be not running. Um, but then it's still up to the other candidates to reach that 80% mark and to not surpass the 20% that I disagree with, right? So everyone that was on stage with Tucker Carlson at that event... Oh. I, I know, and this is why I know, I know, I know, dude. As soon as you, you I, I watched some of those, I was like, <laughs> oh man, this is everyone suffered from uh, foot and mouth syndrome. I think it's, you know, you can get a shot for that, but yeah. Well, uh, let, let's play that cut because I, how does this work in with Scott, how, yeah. the, the Tim Scott one? How, how, how does this work? How are we talking about Trump being indicted and now we're talking about Tucker Carlson? It's all connected, right? Because mm -hmm. all of these people like them, hate them. They are all hoping that Donald Trump gets indicted because as ridiculous and, and that he's forced out of the race, because as yeah. much of a long shot as it would be for 20 percent DeSantis to win, it's even more of a long shot for 6 percent Mike Pence or 5 percent Tim Scott. Yeah, they're right? all less than five. They're all less yeah. than five. So they are really holding out for a miracle. So you'd think that they'd actually want support. You think they go into these events and they'd, at the very least, read the room, <laughs> but they didn't. And here, let's play this first one. This is your boy, Tim Scott. Josh's Can't favorite. Can't imagine many people would disagree with that. <laughs> I wonder what you do with the millions of foreign nationals here illegally, many with fake papers, uh, who are here. Like, what do you do with them? You become president. Yes sworn in January 2025, and you've got, let's say, 7 million people who've come in in the last four years, do you, I mean, what do you do with them? Do you deport them? I think it's a very difficult task to deport them all at one time, but here's what we make sure they never do. I'm pausing. It's not, it's not, do you know that, um, do you know that Dwight Eisenhower mm -hmm. did it? He sent the military around Texas and California, and he actually mass deported. Do you know what they called it, Josh? No, I don't. Operation Wetback. Hold really? <laughs> really? Really? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. I mean, that is not um, like the... <laughs> really? All right. It's wow. a different time, Josh. It's a different yeah, I know, time. I know. I, yeah, I, I they're know, confronted know, with the problem of immigration, and they solved it. Now, there were right. a lot of problems. They're, they they didn't treat people right. Um, in the 1950s, you don't have refrigerated right. trains. No. Um, no so people got heat stroke. And... and there was a lot of demonization of people. Oh yeah. So that that's true. But t in today's day and age, if Dwight Eisenhower can do it, <laughs> you have to think that we could do it 70 years later yeah. and do it humanely and do it, do it legally and, and, and do it respectfully. So you can do it. He just doesn't want to talk, talk about, about it. it. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. You comment. 
you know, I, I was just going to say the first thing he says, you can't do it all at once. <laughs> so he's kind of like on that whole. Well, we've been hearing it. that you can't do it at once for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Every year you can't do it all at once. Okay. Well, how much did you do this year? Oh, none. None. Oh, right. you did none. Oh, Cause you can't do it. It's, see, it, it, it's always tomorrow, tomorrow, but tomorrow yeah. never comes. No, uh, never let's does. listen to a little bit more. All right, here we go. Is you never break the law and become an American citizen by breaking the laws. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, would you deport any of them? How many would you deport? I, I think you have to start the process of identifying where they are. Listen, listen, this is a really important question. I hope that we don't miss this. Because those folks who come into our country illegally, even those who are seeking <laughs> asylum, go around our country. And some of the asylum dates for your court appearance is 2000. Tucker's face. He yeah. just left. Uh-huh. He just walked away from him. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to deal with you. Everyone listen to the audio version, which if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to that audio version. Links yeah. are in the description. He has walked away from the little chairs and he is just talking. No, it's fair. It's a forum. It's a town hall. It's fine. But Tucker's face as he yeah. does this, I want to rewind it just a little bit. <laughs> you can see the moment where he's like, he just Appearance. turns into a stump speech. Right there. Right? Tucker's he's like, stumping. yeah, he's stumping. He's stumping. And you notice he didn't answer the question, how many would you deport? Right. And look, um, at, Carl, look at Tucker's face. Like, yeah. did I just ask him that question? <laughs> or is he thinking about what he just did? I'm not sure which one. It's it. it. There, p- illegal aliens who are in the country illegally who are deportable. Not every illegal alien is deportable. If you were a bona fide refugee and you didn't file your paperwork, you could be an illegal alien. Sure. Um, you could miss your renewal for paperwork, mm-hmm. but you're still a bona fide refugee that if we sent you home, you'd, you'd be killed. Right. So th- there are some non-deportable illegal aliens who have had lapses in their paperwork, but that's a very small minority of this group. Um, he won't even give any of them. Let's keep listening because uh, it gets worse. It's 2000. 33, 10 years from now. So finding those who have come to our country illegally has to be a part of the job number one. And that means that we're going to have to take a look panoramically across our country and make sure that we stop this thing called sanctuary cities and sanctuary states that receive our resources to make sure that the federal government cannot figure out where the folks are. So in order for us to achieve the goals that the really brilliant guy on the stage, I'm not talking about myself, wants us to achieve. That was a compliment, by the way. Oh, sorry, it went right over my head. I was like, yeah. <laughs> make sure I, I got it. Sometimes I give compliments, I have to let people Brilliant's know. Brilliant's a little compliments. strong. Okay, okay, really smart cookie over here. <laughs> achieve, we have to identify where they are. And, and I'm not going to pretend that that will be an easy task, but that. So it's easy enough. <laughs> the office that handles deferred action for childhood arrivals, they know where all of these illegal aliens are. Are Yeah, they have um, their addresses. He wants to shut down sanctuary cities. I hate sanctuary cities too, but you saw what happened this year when Texas and Florida started actually sending illegal aliens to these sanctuary cities. Yeah. It didn't take a lot for their commitment to being a sanctuary city to completely dissolve. Right. Um, yeah. So much for welcoming the migrants. Right. Especially New York where, you know, they're running into problems. We can't afford this, you know, yeah. that was their big argument is we just can't afford them. Yeah. Can't afford it. We're not being racist. We just can't afford you. Well, do you think any other border state's going to be able to afford it? That doesn't make the billions in revenue that New York does in tax dollars. Yeah. You know, do they have the budgets to do those sort of things? And then when they make a move, suddenly they're the bad guy. But, you know, it's OK. Here, here's the other thing. Away with that. E- I don't know. Every, every illegal alien that received amnesty under Barack Obama's DACA program was yeah. given a Social Security card, given a Social Security number illegally. Oh. Right. The law states that you have to be in the country legally to get a Social Security card. Yeah. But what Obama did is said, OK, we're going to give you uh, work permits. Well, you can't have a work permit without getting a social security card. Security card. Yeah. So all of these people have social security cards. All these people, these people are now receiving benefits. The idea that they can't track them down is, is ludicrous. You can op- absolutely track them down. They don't want to try. They have yeah. no intention of even trying. And Tim Scott is just out here with just the, the old platitudes. Like, oh, platitudes. it's hard to do. Say, it's just all platitudes. It's hard to do. It's hard to yeah. do. And we got to be careful and we've got to look at this. They never give an answer. You know, I just want some truth from somebody to say, this is how I'll do it. 
and this is the way I want to get it done. Just answer it. Just answer a question. I mean, yeah. you know, people vote for you whether it works oh, or not. Oh, oh, we got a couple of those. They just give horrible, horrible oh, no. answers coming up. Let, let's oh, just no. hear the end just to see if there's anything yeah, yeah. left that we don't want to miss. That should be the response. Well, well, wait a second. The federal government's like knows where everyone is because everyone has a has a smartphone and they're yes, tracking you. Yes, yes, <laughs> smartphone. You know, so like yeah. we know anyone using a fake social security number, why not just like drop them off in Tijuana? Bye bye. Well, I'm going to appoint Tucker bye -bye. Carlson as my bye bye ambassador no, but to figure this out. So right we're going to work together a on this. And I, yeah. I'm a, a sincere question. I, like sincere maybe the well. reason that people come by the millions. Yes uninvited illegally making a mockery of the rule of law i have to obey the law but someone from haiti doesn't or what but they come because they know that no politician will say come and you're, you're leaving like they don't put up with this in japan absolutely well, they don't put like you're gone they don't why not do that Any he's right major? he's right so you still support tim scott <laughs> that's well, not even the worst tim scott a little bit. hasty that's not even the worst Tim Scott bit. We don't have it, but Tim Scott's also really into uh, supporting Ukraine. Um, but I didn't, I didn't pull that one because that's we all know how that yeah. works. Yeah, um, yeah. That's gonna be. A, that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah, different yeah. Uh, um, which, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't pull that up. But uh, what do you think of Asa Hutchinson? Do you know who he is? He's the former governor of Arkansas. Yeah, he's a. Uh... My first idea is who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, people are like, Asa Hutchinson's in the race. The first thing I had to do was I had to go on the internet just to figure out who they were, right? There's that's nothing fair. about this person that's out there, right? They've got none of that. Like the Dims would love to say, he's got no gravitas. He, he just doesn't well, exist. he's most known for vetoing legislation that would have outlawed gender transitioning and hormone therapies and sex, sex reassignment surgeries right. for children and he yeah. vetoed it mm. because well i guess we'll listen to that um let's play cut two and i believe in a limited role of government and so you know if i don't think that california ought to be able to tell parents you need to have gender affirming care for the children the government should not do that and in the same way Let's keep the government out of it unless it's that extreme case, and let's let parents guide the children. I stand with parents. So, and, and amen for standing with parents, and I think everyone in the room would agree with that. Um, but the reason I asked the question was not to bring up a sore subject, which I, I know that it is, uh, but to ask if in the subsequent two years, you, you had said that you drew the line at castration of, of physical altercation of a child's body because it's permanent. But in the subsequent two years, I think we've learned that hormone therapy for prepubescent children is permanent. It changes the bone structure. It changes the brain of the child. It, a lot of people believe, including me, that it, it destroys the child's life. But it is permanent. It's not reversible. So given that and the standard you just articulated, do you have different feelings? I mean, this is a permanent change we are making to a child. Why would we allow that if we don't allow surgery? Well, you, permanent change is one issue, but also hormonal treatment is a different issue and can be a different issue. And whenever you look at the bill that I vetoed, there was not any grandfather clause in there. Again, so no grandfather clause because he's really interested in letting the people who are continuing to abuse the kids, they, they should keep doing it. Um, Tucker said an important thing there, which is that hormone replacement therapy, which is what they call HRT. Um, transsexual hormones, giving men estrogen, women testosterone. It is not reversible the way that the far left has claimed for so many years. And he mentioned bone structure, which is important because there have been studies that have come out in the last couple of years showing that people who have been on hormone blockers and hormone replacement therapies for their adolescence, they were developing osteoporosis decades before you would expect to see a 50, 60, 70, 80-year-old mm. start to develop osteoporosis, osteoporosis, weakening of the bones, um, mm. bone density problems. Yeah. So you're having 20-year-olds with the bone density of a 60-year-old. That is irreversible. You can't yeah. undo that. You can't, put, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. <clears throat> and you'll, see, you'll notice that when confronted with this absolute fact that is factual, um, Asa Hutchinson, again, who? Asa Hutchinson, this guy, 
hoping that that everyone else dies and he can waltz into the White House because that's the only way he'd win. <laughs> um, he still is calling it therapy. Yeah. As if someone else can possibly justifiably destroy a child's bone density. Hormones are a powerful thing. It is like the like the some of the blue some of the blueprints for how the everything the body builds, right? And when you when you are born, either one of the two sexes that exist in nature, biologically speaking, and there's a certain hormones that are released as you age to get your body from the prepubescent state to a state of reproductive activity. And not even just that, right? They have had studies on the prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain mm. that handles decision-making. And mm. that part of your brain begins to develop more rapidly as you go through puberty. And they believe that it's actually the pu puberty hormones, testosterone if you're a man, estrogen if you're a woman, that help spur on this development. So the problem is, if you have an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex, you are more prone to peer pressure. You are less likely to really weigh the pros and cons of a decision. You're more likely to just irrationally make a decision without even thinking about it, right? All of the th reasons that we don't allow minors generally to make significant decisions that ruin their lives. A minor child cannot go into a tattoo parlor in most states, I think almost almost all states, because yeah. society has deemed that that child cannot wrap their head around and understand the consequences of permanently altering their body with a tattoo. And even that is technically removable, right? Yes. But that same child could walk into a doctor's office, yes. unbeknownst to their parent or even with their parents in tow, and declare that... Um, they want to destroy their body. They either want to physically remove their body parts mm -hmm. or they want to take hormone replacement or hormone blockers that will permanently alter their physiology and their biology. It makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. And the very act of delaying puberty denies these children the brain development necessary yeah, to make the these decisions. Absolutely. And their whole body, like they're going to, if their body gets altered to the point where it affects them psychologically, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, Pandora's box things that come with just that. Right. And yeah. then you, you throw the, the reduction of prefrontal cortex, man, that's like a recipe for pure disaster. And the thing is, is that it comes down to when we, we think people can make a choice that is life altering. So does the 18 age really have any relevance then? Cause that's the day you become an adult, but you can make any choice, yeah. right. When you're younger. And it's like, yeah, there's so many arguments here. Right? Yeah. You know, who's we, an adult? We've, said it, we've said it at 18. And yeah. we believe that 18, but your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25. Yeah, that's, sometimes that's, a little, that's one of the reasons. For boys. Sometimes we make really dumb decisions. <laughs> that's one of the reasons that rental car companies won't rent to 18 year olds unless they pay a lot more, right? That's the argument that they use. Yeah. But we as a society have, have said 18 as you're not all the way there, but you're there. You're, you're far enough. It's big boy, right? big girl time. Yes. Um, the idea that a 12 year old could possibly consent 12 year old girl could possibly consent to a double mastectomy, yeah. a gender affirming double mastectomy. And what you hear Asa Hutchinson say is that, oh, well, the parents are supporting them. No, gender dysphoria is real. The idea that you are in the wrong body, that is a real mental illness. That's a real psychological disorder. But it's something that the parents can't possibly feel, right? That, to, to understand this and feel this and internalize this, you have to be the one experiencing it, right? So for a parent, for you, for you to say, oh, well, the parent should be able to make that decision for the child. How? How can the parent consent on the child's behalf when the child definitionally lacks the brain development and the experience in the world and the understanding of their own place in the world, right? Which is consciousness, Right, which is sentience. Sentience isn't just like understanding like eight, one plus one. It's understanding who you are and your place in the world. Yeah. How can an adult consent on their behalf when the adult physically cannot understand what they're feeling? Mm -hmm. That's just laundering a child's bad decision through an adult. It's the same reason an adult can't walk into a tattoo parlor and say, yeah, tat up my kid. 
the adult doesn't have to live with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's scary that they've muddied the waters in this way, right? I mean, who's in control? It's like, who's in control of who? Right? Is the state in control of the child then? If the kid wants that care, then they do they become the, the Big primary pharma. parent? Big pharma. Big pharma. Big pharma. Testosterone is not cheap. No, neither is estrogen. Well, estrogen right. can be cheap. If, but because, um, I mean, you can certain birth control pills have it in it, right? Um, That's mass so, produced. Yeah, it's mass testosterone, produced. Right? Yeah, testosterone is a lot more expensive. Um, these surgeries hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, and completely I mean, experimental. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. So biologically born male. I mean, if he has his testicles removed, his voice will never change. I mean, there will be serious yeah, yeah, physiological. Yeah. No, Josh, it's problem. reversible. They well, told us it's reversible. Please show me the surgery where you can re I don't know if this is ever done, but you could take and reattach a <laughs> testicle. You know the best. Well, well, so there are people do, who do have horrible accidents, and they have reattached. Them, right, right, right. I mean, but I not that. like a decade down the road. Right. Exactly. At twenty-two, <laughs> yeah, you know, from yeah. twelve, you're like, hey, like, I want these oh my back. God. They're gonna be like, I, I was in a car crash ten minutes ago. Help me. That's yeah. a lot different than oh, we just skipped puberty, um, and you're ten years down the line. Hey, there um, are people as Denmark company specifically that is looking to make sure that they can implant a uterus into anyone so they can take a child to term. Yeah. And they yeah. use hormones. So, I mean, that's the kind of, is that what they're trying to get this from? Like if, if you know, one scientist out there found a way to do it and then, you know, it's got a low success rate, but there was a way to do it, right? And that's the well, justification. People probably wonder, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because this is the alternative to Trump, right? Yes. The, this is, we're talking about the field that is standing up and saying, yes, Donald Trump broke the law. Take him out. Don't worry. I'll lead us. And it gets worse, Josh, because Asa Hutchinson hasn't even finished. It actually does get worse. Oh, no. I respect legislators that have a different view, but I think independently, I think of the parents, I think of the Constitution, and actually the court, if you read the decision of the federal judge that struck it down as unconstitutional, really sided with parents as well. But how is, it, whenever... treat, but how is it treatment? I guess that's my question. If you have a child who says who's born a boy, I want to become a girl. He hasn't gone through puberty yet. He's, say, 10. Is it treatment to prevent him from going through the natural process of adolescence? How is that treatment? It, it seems not like treatment. It seems like something else. Well, you have to add science. Tucker, I hope that we'll be able to talk about some issues. I know that... Well, this is can... one of the biggest oh, issues in the country, and I think I would every person in this room would agree that... It is a, a central issue because it, these are children who are being altered permanently, and you can defend that alteration, that change, if you like, but there's really no debate about whether or not it's permanent. And so I think it's fair to ask you in a calm, rational, and I very much hope polite way, why you would support that. <laughs> Again, when, when I heard that this forum was going on, originally when they announced it, Donald Trump wasn't on the list. And I said, oh, man, they're, they're just trying to give everyone else a platform. Mm -hmm. And then they brought Tucker in to be the moderator. And he went, he torched them all. Yeah, that's nuclear. He went, like, totally nuclear on them. Best way. Yeah. I mean, they, there's so many burns on there. They should be in, a, in, a, in the hospital. <laughs> burn, in a burn unit. In a burn unit, right? <laughs> he oh, talks about the parents. And that is why we are going to always have a hard time bringing the truth of this issue to the people. Because there is always going to be a minority, but still a sizable enough number of parents who have done tremendous harm to their kids, know they have done tremendous harm to their kids, know that they cannot reverse what they've done, and have no choice but to double down and demand that they were a good parent all along. And it's unfortunate. I, I, it, as a parent, I'm going to make mistakes. I know that. I'm never going to do that to my kids. But at some point... You have to understand, and this isn't this isn't an issue of the state knowing better, right? This is an issue of protecting kids from anyone, be it a school counselor, be it a school teacher, be it a parent, another family member, a doctor. No one has the right to permanently alter a child's body because of that 
child's conceptualization of them and the world around them. That child should be allowed to grow up, to understand the world, understand their place in the world. And if at 18, they're still gung-ho about it, go ahead. I'm not paying for it, but go ahead, right? But they deserve the right to grow up in peace without mad surgeons chopping off body parts, literally practicing medicine because they have no idea what the hell they're doing, and parents gleefully egging them on. But we'll never, we'll never get to the bottom of this as long as we're, we continue to, to lead with this. Oh, well, it's up to the parents. It's up to the parents. A parent who has harmed their child will never admit it. At least yeah. not publicly. Oh, yeah. It'll never happen. Right. Like, nope. mm-hmm. I, I was just going to say, you know, coming to a neighborhood near you, depending on who you vote for. Yeah. Coming yeah. to a neighborhood near you. Well, we have one more clip. Change. We have one more clip. We have two more clips, but one more candidate from this Tucker Carlson event. And I want to get to a little bit about Trump because it's all together, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to take Trump out to stick us with one of these idiots. And that's their hope. They would love it. They would love it because these idiots aren't going to clean house. They're not going to get rid of the deep state. They're not going to actually take the fight to this powerful special interest. Mike Pence, I continue to consider him to be a traitor. I can not in the literal sense because he doesn't meet the legal definition, but in terms of his obligation, his responsibility to the conservative movement, when he got up there knowing that there were fraudulent votes in the 2020 election and and decided to count them anyway, and then claimed that he didn't have the power to do anything, even though history shows that the vice president can, he was dead to me, dead to me. Powerful. This cut somehow is even worse. Mike Pence declaring that the plight of the American city is somehow not his concern. Let's play cut three. On the way, the Biden administration has been slow in providing military support. Make no mistake about this. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine, they still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. This is stupid. You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. Okay, so. Well, hold on, hold on. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... That is the moment that the the metaphorical soul left his campaign's body. <laughs> God, <laughs> God, God, right? We, we just saw a campaign die on stage right in front of us. Like Warner Brothers, the body falls yeah, over, the spirit flies dead. out. <laughs> so I, I, I want to say what I think, and then I'll let you say what you think. I don't think he meant to say what he said. Now, he said it, and he's media trained. He should know better than to ever say that's not my concern so close to where's your concern for the American people Um, I think he was referring to Tucker's insinuation that Ukraine is his concern not America so I think he meant to say that Ukraine is not his concern even though he just like was complaining about it it's another instance read the room no one in that room cares how many tanks Ukraine has Um, that's not what they're there for I don't think he meant to say it but even still, he is media trained enough to know better. And the fact that he didn't, and then he follows us up with, oh, that's it. I know that cute little routine from you, Tucker. Um, contemptuous. Yeah. What, what was your take on it? All right. So first off, I think those two like have a deep hate for each other. Uh, just the way they look at each other and the way they were talking. I don't think yeah. they like each other. That's it. 
just an opinion. I've got no proof of that. I just look at the way they talk and I think they hate each other's guts. Uh, Pence was going on about something that wasn't there. And he saw Tucker. He's like, nah, 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 this isn't going to happen. He goes after him. And then Pence, the way he says, that's not my concern. You know, U.S. cities aren't my concern. There's that kind of paraphrasing what he said there, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it felt it felt real. So whether he meant yeah. it or not, it's out there, right? And there's a soundbite that exists of Mike Pence for all those commercials moving from here until Election Day, or at least until, you know, primaries and gets primaried out, right? Or one of the debates that's going to say Mike Pence doesn't care about American cities. Every inner yeah. city, like if they had to, it would, it would every inner city, it would be pure pure marketing gold for the opposition, right? It, that's all that is. I mean, it's the most delicious soundbite you have to use against somebody. And the, the other thing is, is that they can, you know, the Democrats can say, that's just how Republicans think, right? Yeah. And that's what they do. And it's just, I don't know. I kind of felt like he meant it. So here's the thing. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I think he probably does mean it. I mean, at some point, the problem is we hear time and time again, when there's problems in the United States, the politicians always say that we don't have the money to fix it. Right? We hear that time and time again. Every time that Volodymyr Zelensky comes to the United States hat in hand, we seem to have money to fix it. And if we don't, we find it. Right? We'll borrow it. Five he's the only dollars. He's the only person who can come to Congress and they don't get the answer. We don't have the money for it. Everyone else gets that from one or both of the parties. Right? So... I'm sorry. I, I understand. The reason I kind of agree with you is because I look at the actions more than the words. And for Pence, I'm looking at him as more of an embodiment of the Republican Party, the establishment, mm -hmm. because yeah. they really do care more about making sure that Ukraine gets its tanks than making sure that the problems in America get fixed. They won't admit yeah. it, but their actions tell you that because they spend days debating domestic budgets. Oh, but they'll just they'll sign that in a second, right? right. Over to Ukraine. Can't, can't can't harden the electric system of the United States, but boy, no. we can give all the billions of dollars. It only takes a couple. I don't care what the cost would be on hardening our infrastructures. I don't care. We can't. We can't. We we. I mean, it'd be really hard. We could do it. No, I we, we could. This. I believe but in like, America. Little things like like transformers like transformers, like the big transformers that you actually need for like electrical grids. We don't make them. We well, have to import them. I'm going to yeah, admit it's, that. It's yeah, problem. that's a giant problem. Right? It's a huge like, problem. So like it, it would only take, and I'm not giving anyone ideas. It would yeah. only take a couple people blowing up a few substations in metro areas, like doing real permanent damage. Once we run out of the stock of these of this equipment, it would take months to get it. Right. We don't have a warehouse full of a, of a thousand of these things. No. And we just um, can't ramp up production. Yeah. We just can't so, build somebody to make something. No, you can't. And it's all imported. We, there's obviously a, a dollar sign to it, right? Yeah. Um, I guess really what I was getting at is that if, if we want to do something, we can do it. Yeah. We can. And we should, and we we should sh sure as hell try. Right. I'd rather we try and fail than not to have tried at all. Yeah. At least we can say we tried. Maybe we learned something. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what a real nation would do. But I mean, we can't even decide, you know, we can't decide on anything. You know, the abortion yeah. issue is still out there. You know, 50 percent of everybody's split. I mean, it's no, like they, there's, there's a there's perfect no storm of not getting stuff done. Yeah. 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 I want to play one more clip of Pence before we wrap this up. This was Tucker talking to Pence about voting machines and saying, Ooh. hey, why don't we just get rid of the voting machines? I think everyone would be happy with that. And Pence just can't embrace it. Let's play cut number four. First state to do this. I'm somebody that believes that you ought to be required to give a picture ID when you go in to vote. We ought to have voter ID in every state in America. But with regard to voting machines, I would tell you we had them in Indiana, but they, in Indiana and elsewhere, they produce paper ballots. Recounts were taken in, in uh, states around the country. I think it's absolutely essential that we do everything in our power to restore public confidence in the in the one person one vote principle at the heart yeah. of this republic. Why not just get rid of electronic voting machines and call it a day and then we don't have to debate it. <laughs> oh, look at that. 
Look at that stony face. They hate each other. Well, I'm, uh, I would certainly be open to that. Is there a downside? <laughs> but what I, what I believe, Tucker, is that states govern elections. States ought to conduct our elections. In fact, our founding fathers debated this at the Constitutional Convention. Oh, my goodness. So it's just so awkward, right? And and I don't know his personal finances, but that strikes me as someone who has money to be made in the electronic voting industry. (laughs) Right. Like, it's not that con. Well, no. Family, friends, these companies are extremely incestuous when it comes to the finances. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, and, and as he was a governor, like I, I don't know anything about that, but it would not be beyond the realm of possibility for a governor to get a little bit of that green in order to choose one one machine over another. I mean, that might sure. just be my cynical mind. It's not. Sounds- it's not hard for him just to say, "Yeah, we should get rid of electronic voting machines." In in a, in a perfect yeah. world, one person, one vote. We have enough volunteers and workers to count them. No funny business. No doubt, let's get rid of him. But he can't even bring himself to do that. He'll he'll go all the way up to that, but he won't say it. And yeah. it's one of those one of those chin scratches, one of those head scratches, making you wonder why. So when I was watching him, he didn't make many facial expressions because I was like, man, that Botox and pants is in real. So first, because he's smooth, yeah, <laughs> he's smooth. And then second, like when it's like Tucker knew to ask that question to really like. Like a little yeah. dagger, right? How do you feel about those? Maybe he knows something that we don't. I don't know, right? So, how do you feel about those voting machines, right? And he makes him answer, yeah. and he doesn't smile. He just he just purses his lips like he's trying not to say something mean, right? That's, well, he, he is he is becoming more and more like Race Bannon from Johnny Quest. That, don't ever make fun of Johnny Quest. <laughs> no, but Pence <laughs> Pence is is Johnny becoming Quest. more and more Bannon. looking like him. Not, I mean, this is just him on a beach, so I don't know if Pence can pull that off. But every time I see him, the hair drawn yeah. on, right? right. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it glued yeah. on. It just it feels like Johnny Quest. Um, that's my takeaway. I want to um, challenge to anybody in the listening audience that if you can make a really funny Pence meme to get it to us somehow, some oh, yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, somehow, some way. So. There, uh, well, we, we, do have a, we, we do have an email. We can go to, uh, was it? It's rightguyspodcast at gmail.com. Look at that. Yeah. It's like we were ready. Say yeah. it one more time. So the honest right guys, pod, right guys, podcast at gmail.com. I think that's it. It's going to go to someone else. It's, it's like, it's like the scandal that's going through the Pentagon right now. They were sending all these classified military secrets to email addresses, <laughs> but oh instead God, of Molly. dot M I L. Yeah. Um. It was dot M L, which is yeah. Malawi. Where did it end up going? Mali, Malawi. Yeah. Was, yeah. Mali or Malawi. A, it ended up going to like an African yeah, nation. Yeah. A Western African nation yeah. um, got all of our military stuff into their inbox. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because somebody's sitting there like, yeah. what is this crap? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like erasing it. Yeah. Hopefully. No, that's uh. So yeah, right guys podcast at gmail dot com. Okay. I, I want to close this just by talking about what we started with. And that was that these, there's only one reason for these people to be at that event with Tucker Carlson. They do not think that they will beat Donald Trump in a competition of ideas. They do not think that they will be able to stand on stage with Trump and win a debate. They are expecting a race where Trump is forced out of the equation. And the way that that happens, as I mentioned, was the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which says if you are convicted of a crime, if you have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States, you can't run for office. That is why, that is why we are seeing Jack Smith going after Trump. And if we put up image five, I want to show the actual potential charges that they're talking about going after Trump with image five. Getting there. Conspiracy to commit an attempt, an offense or to defraud the United States. Deprivation of rights under color of law, obstruction of an official proceeding, tampering with a witness, victim, or an informant. That is, uh, I, I can put it up on the screen. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't. I'm trying I to find it. the picture I got there. you. I, don't see I got it. you. I'm glad I you're here. You. I missed you, buddy. All right, let's do this. Let's make it big. 
conspiracy to commit or an offense or to defraud the United States, deprivation of rights under color of law, obstruction of an official proceeding, tampering with a witness victim or an informant. That tampering, I don't know what they have there. Probably him. Trump being Trump saying, don't talk to him. Don't say anything. Um, that's probably it's a process crime. Fall into this. I mean, it, the insurrection would be um, deprivation of rights under color of law. That is using your power to deprive someone of their rights. Um, so typically deprivation of rights of, under color of law would be like a police officer who arrests you, but they're actually off. They're not on the clock. And instead of taking you to the jail, they take you to their basement and they lock you up. That's deprivation of, among other things, it's deprivation of rights under color of law, pretending to be a force to have the authority to detain you when they really don't. Abuse of power, it would be more commonly referred to as. Um, obstructing an official proceeding, that's just, I mean, remember Code Pink? Yeah. Remember Code yeah. Pink during the Iraq War? They did that every day in Congress. They yeah. stood up and they obstructed an official proceeding. They didn't get hit with that. Conspiracy no. to commit an offense against the United States, that would be probably it. Um, Tampering with the witness, though, that one I'm trying to, they've got somebody in their back pocket. That he, he, he has to have basically told someone, like, screw them, give them nothing. I mean, that, that, that's the kind of thing they probably yeah. would, would be looking at for that. But those top three, that's what they're going after for Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, trying to get Trump out. And notice that the crime isn't actually insurrection. They no. just have to prove to a court that what he did rises to the level of insurrection or rebellion against the United States. And that's what that conspiracy to commit an offense against the United States. That is where yeah. that, that really comes in. Okay. And it doesn't have to be treason. It doesn't have to be sedition to argue before a judge that that is, what it, that is why he should be blocked. Now, do I think that Trump should be blocked? Absolutely not. He stood up on stage, told people to protest peacefully. And as soon as it got out of hand, he went on Twitter and he said, everyone go home peacefully. And he was banned from Twitter for doing it. Um, that was what got him banned because he said, go home peacefully. He, he wasn't with those people, but they're going to try and make no. that argument because, as we said at the beginning, Joe Biden is going to be campaigning from his house in Delaware. And the only way you can win is either by stealing an election or by throwing your opponent in prison. I'll give you a, a last word, Josh. You can't run for president if you're busy trying to stay out of jail. Yeah, that's true. You know, my gonna yeah. be, where's he going to spend his time? Is it running for office or is it pumping into lawyers? Or does he pull this yeah. off and do both? That's, God forbid he actually gets a judge that prevents him from leaving the state that he's indicted in. I mean, for, up, up until this point, uh, he's been indicted in New York. He's been indicted in Florida. Mm -hmm. Those judges have not restricted his movement. movement. They have not... They have not thrown him in jail. Um, you get a leftist judge, you could see someone unlawfully, mm -hmm. unconstitutionally restrict his movement. Then he can't campaign. You can't go to Iowa yeah. if you're not allowed to leave Florida. Yeah, and then, uh, gosh, I just forgot what I was going to say. He better up his basement game then. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, I hope it doesn't come to that because if it does, if it does, we're in for a world of hurt. If yeah. we start seeing sitting presidents throwing their opposition in prison, which I mean, banana we're, republic. yeah, we're in, a, we're in a banana republic at that point. And then it's going to get uh, it's going to get interesting. And it's going to be up to every American to figure out what they are comfortable with doing to fight back against that. There's lots of ways to push back against tyranny and lawlessness. Um, but unfortunately, history shows that you really don't get a whole lot of opportunities to vote your way out of a dictatorship and, and vote your way out of a, a tyrannical situation. And so uh, we're going to have to see. Hopefully it doesn't come to this, but the fact that he got that letter indicates he probably is going to be indicted by Jack Smith. Jack Smith, who I didn't get to use this. Oh, go to um, it real quick. Oh, Just go to it real it? quick. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, I lost it. Um, Subway so, sandwich move? Yes. Uh I don't think I sent you the email, did I? No. Um, so Jack Smith was seen at a Subway restaurant and CNN declared that that was him sending a message to Trump. <laughs> He's sending a message to Trump buying that $5 foot long, which I don't even think you can get a $5 foot long. No, I like six anymore. bucks. Whatever, um, I don't know. It's New York. Burn we wanted to make sure we showed that. Um, before we left. But yeah, no, it's going to be up to all of us to decide what we're comfortable with doing. 
um, what, how far we're willing to go to save this country, fight for this country. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like that's going to be a decision we're all going to have to make sooner rather than later. Well, that's it for this edition of the Right Guys Podcast. If you like the podcast, check all those links in the description. We are live right now Wednesdays here on Rumble. We'd be live on YouTube, but we talked about some things that are the overlords that Google don't like, so we go live here. So make sure you follow us everywhere, and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, all those great links in that description. And if you want to support the channel, you can do so by going to PrepSOS.com using promo code MAX, get 5% off and support the channel. Or, and we do, we do also have a donation link if you want to help us defray some of these costs as we get started. That's it for this edition of The Right Guys. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>